Hello, my name is Sarah Jane Smith and I'm a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner. This technique achieves the deepest possible level of hypnosis. This unique way of hypnosis is a very powerful tool which can help people with mental, emotional and physical trauma. This therapy is so powerful that all you need is one session. You can get answers to all of your life questions. First, we'll get an understanding of what caused the issue so that healing can begin. Expand your consciousness and remember who you truly are. Are you ready to unlock the potential of your soul and free your mind? Hello and welcome to the Doc Connector video cast from the iconic studio in Derby, England. Well, Donald Trump's back in the news after the raid by the FBI at his property in Florida. And according to, quote, experts, it's given him a big boost should he again run for president. Well, I for one hope he doesn't. And what I'm going to say will not be welcomed by a few people in the alternative media, but I'm interested in the truth, not a round of applause. And I've had Trump's number since he first ran for the presidency. What was that? 2016. And I looked at the fact that he was a maverick, we were told, and that the Republican leadership didn't want him. I looked at the fact that he started out in the primaries going against the best part of 20 other candidates. And then I saw that he won the nomination. And at the same time, WikiLeaks were revealing documents, emails, to show that the Democratic Party hierarchy was systematically fixing their election to make sure that Bernie Sanders didn't win, but Hillary Clinton did. Now, if the Republican leadership did really not want Trump, then they could have done the same. If you look at Trump's history, he's not only got skeletons in the cupboard, he's got whole cemeteries. And nothing was revealed in that period by the media that apparently hated him to stop him becoming president. And once he won the nomination in the Republican Party, I said immediately, this guy's going to win. He's the chosen one. And now, here he is coming back. 
it seems, it is rumoured, he hints. So he won the presidency and he was going to save the republic. He was the people's man, except that there was lots of that and very little action. Meanwhile, in Florida, the governor, Ron DeSantis, was putting his action where his mouth was. It was just about the freest state in America during the COVID fascism. He pushed back on fake vaccines and their mandates. And he's changed the law to push back on the indoctrination and programming of children in the schools in terms of sexuality and gender. He's not talked about it and nothing else. He's done it. Trump, meanwhile, has talked about it. Now, of course, the fascists running the Biden administration through this senile guy, Biden, have got to go if America is to be protected from the global cult agenda of Gates and Schwab. Yeah, of course. But what's the point of replacing one regime with another that talks differently, but does pretty much the same. And I'll give you a great example. The response to COVID by Trump says everything about him and where his masters really lie. We had the lockdown, which has destroyed the American economy, indeed the world economy, with all the knock-on effects that it's had. And we have had most, most damagingly, most catastrophically, the fake vaccine. Pushed by people like Anthony Fauci, and Deborah Burks, who Trump could have fired, but didn't, and instead allowed them to run the show, destroy the said economy, impose fascist restrictions, and tell us that a fake vaccine that has killed and maimed breathtaking numbers of people already, and it's self-replicating, so we've seen nothing yet, was safe and effective. Where was the man of the people in this period when so many of his supporters, pushbackers against this agenda, were seeing what the game really was, but their 
saviour, their hero, could not. This was part of Trump's Christmas message in 2020, just as the fake vaccine through his Operation Warp Speed was being foisted upon the American people. After no trials and with no proof whatsoever that it was safe, never mind effective. This was man of the people Trump in December 2020. We are delivering millions of doses of a safe and effective vaccine that will soon end this terrible pandemic and save millions and millions of lives. We're grateful for all of the scientists, researchers, manufacturing workers, and service members who have worked tirelessly to make this breakthrough possible. It is truly a Christmas miracle. So there was Trump parroting exactly the fake vaccine agenda in response to fake COVID and the COVID hoax that was being pushed by Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum, collectively, what would you call them, Mr. Trump? Oh, they're the deep state. Oh, yeah, the deep state that you're pushing back on, right? Except you were pushing the very agenda of these people. Now, a year passed and the consequences of the fake vaccine were there to be seen in dead people and destroyed health for life people. But 12 months later, in late 2021, this, despite all the evidence on government databases, this is what Trump still said about the fake vaccine. The vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917, remember the Spanish flu, killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were so... A lot of people don't know that. The soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines. There was no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines. Mm. All are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And, and yet we more saved... people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah. under Joe Biden, right. than under you. And more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how- Well, no, the vaccine worked, but yeah. some people aren't taking it. The ones, the ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. But it's still their choice. And if you take the vaccine, you're protected. Look, the results of the vaccine are very good. And if you do get it, it's a very minor form. People aren't dying when they take the vaccine. What you've just heard is utter, utter mendacity. Lying. I don't believe that Donald Trump is that bright. I really don't.
He's managed to prosper in his life with the help of other people, more bright than he is. But he can't be surely so stupid as to not realize that what he said there a year after this fake vaccine played out was a pack of bloody lies and he's just reading the script of the deep state and its big pharma cartel. Why? Despite all that being obvious to his own supporters, did he go on allowing Fauci to run the show? And something else. On September the 19th, 2019, months before the COVID hoax was played, Donald Trump signed an executive order directing U.S. government health institutions, including Fauci's National Institutes of Health, to accelerate the adoption and introduction of vaccine technologies, which Fauci himself confirmed to Congress on December 4th, 2019, meant technologies that included DNA, messenger RNA, mRNA, virus-like particles, vector-based and self-assembling nanoparticle vaccines. So the Trump executive order, just before the COVID hoax was played, directed the production of the very gene-based therapy fake vaccines that he then promoted publicly, as we've seen, and still promotes for the still yet to be proved to exist COVID. Trump is going to drain the swamp. Trump has been swimming in it all his life. Why would he want to drain his own sustenance? Donald Trump is and has been for decades and decades, in hock to the swamp. He owes the swamp. Not least a stream of ultra-Zionists that he put in his administration and that have been around him through his business career. In the early 1990s, Trump was 
in so much debt it was over. Kaput, finito. He admits himself that he was in for nearly a billion dollars of debt personally. Never mind his companies. It was done. And then the swamp moved in to save him. In the form of a guy called Wilbur Ross, who, when Trump became president, he made Ross his commerce secretary. Wilbur Ross worked for 24 years for the Rothschilds. And while working for the Rothschilds in bankruptcy, he put together a package with a stream of banks and creditors that not only saved Trump in the face of that, well, I mean, tidal wave of debt, but also allowed him to rebuild to what it uh, later became. So, the idea that the swamp is going to save Trump so that he can drain it is ludicrous. It's always been ludicrous. Ultra-Zionist Israel Firsters ran his Trump organization. And when he became president, he gave them jobs relating to Israeli policy. During the Trump presidency, Israel and its prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, got virtually everything they asked for, including moving the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem with all the symbolic and other implications that had for Palestinians. At the same time, one of his senior advisors was Yared Kushner, his son-in-law, a lifelong friend of Benjamin Netanyahu, who was a very close friend of his father. The same Yared Kushner who received millions in loans for responding to the COVID crisis, to, oh yeah, to, we need, I need loans for my business and my businesses to keep me going, yeah. Not only was um, that not paid back, it's been forgiven by the government. So, when you look at Trump's background, he has been an insider, not a maverick, an insider all along. And his biggest funder to become president was 
Sheldon Adelson, a ultra-ultra-Zionist billionaire casino tycoon and a big-time Israel firster. Then there was the guy who was fundamental in helping Trump build his empire from around the 1970s. A guy called Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn was a, well, he was corrupt on a level that makes the word corrupt meaningless. He was notorious. He got disbarred eventually, well after he should have been, for all the things that he did under the heading of corruption. He was ruthless. He was vicious. He was a deep stater. And Trump's mentor. And in the early 1970s, Trump was, or the Trump um, family uh, organization, was charged by the US government for having a policy of not allowing African Americans to rent their properties, and their apartments. And of course, it was deeply, fundamentally racist as well as illegal. But with help from Roy Cohn, Trump got through it. And they say that you know someone by the company they keep. Well, let's have a look at Roy Cohn so fundamental to Trump's financial success and his mentor. This is a quote by a lawyer who knew Cohn for a long time, Victor A. Kovner. He said this, you knew when you were in Cohn's presence, you were in the presence of pure evil. And here's a typical quote from Cohn. I don't want to know what the law is. I want to know who the judge is. He was described in many and various ways, including a snake, a scoundrel, and a new strain of son of a bitch. He was eventually disbarred, like I say, far too late in the day, uh, for dishonesty, fraud, deceit, and misrepresentation. And one of his character witnesses, when he defended himself against that, was Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, a character witness. Hilarious. Now, we are being asked to believe that the same D 
Donald Trump is pushing back on the establishment, pushing back on the swamp, and cares about freedom, supports people who stand up for freedom. At the end of his presidency, Trump had the opportunity to pardon Julian Assange and Edward Snowden. Two people who had taken the risk of exposing massive amounts of government intrigue, corruption, illegal surveillance, lies, which the public, man of the people, Trump, had every right to know. So here was Trump's chance. Despite all of that and so little action, here was his chance to stand up for freedom. But he didn't. Of course he didn't. Instead, he didn't pardon Assange and Snowden. He pardoned a stream of corrupt people, including the father of Jared Kushner. But not two people who needed support because of the consequences they were and still are, suffering for trying to do what's right. That is the real Donald Trump, Trump supporters. And this is Julian Assange's wife describing what was attempted against her husband during the Trump administration. The US, uh, under the Trump administration, the CIA, when it was headed by uh, Mike Pompeo, plotted to assassinate Julian here in London. There was an investigation that was published in September last year. It had three national security reporters on it, US, Americans, not, you know, they have no um, uh, particular sympathy for Julian. And that investigation had over 30 sources, including named sources, very senior sources, in the Trump um, National Security, uh, um, the National Security Council, the CIA, and so on. And they confirmed that Pompeo was completely obsessed with Julian and taking down Julian to the extent that he had asked for sketches and options about how to assassinate him. I know that there will be large numbers of still Trump supporters that will be outraged at what I'm saying. But think about it. Just look at what I've described and it is the 
God, sin into the wedge, crikey. It's a smear of what the background really is. Are we really saying that in a country of 330 million people or more, that Trump is the best person we can come up with to push back on tyranny? When fundamental to that tyranny is the fake vaccine, which not only he didn't push back on, he eulogizes about. And when you see how in hoc and connected he is to the very deep state personnel, the global cult personnel, why would anyone think he'd push back on the fake vaccine, uh, indeed promote it, when that is the agenda of that personnel? But um, the thing I would say is two things. It's always dangerous when people tell you what you want to hear. Because when you're being told what you want to hear, the, your door is already swinging. Because you want to believe it. You want it to be true. You want the person to be genuine. Thus, you are much more open to being told what you want to hear. Tell people what they don't want to hear, which is what I've been doing for 30 odd years, and see how the door no longer swings, but actually is solid gold shut. Because people don't want to hear what they don't want to hear but they do want to hear what they do want to hear. And so tell them, and they'll support you. And when someone's telling you what you want to hear, it's vital that you question that even more than when they're telling you the other way around. And the other point is... Don't listen to the words. Look at the actions. And look at the outcome of what that person does. What's the outcome? What's the outcome of what the person does? What's the outcome of what happens to the person? And so, from that perspective, there are many ways of looking at the same thing. So... On the face of it, in the last week, we've had an FBI raid on a Trump property in Florida. A raid by an FBI that is now, and has long been, the American version of the East German Stasi. But just because morons at one level carry out an action, it doesn't mean that deeper, deeper in the swamp, there's not another reason for it that doesn't appear obvious on the face of it.
And I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm not saying this is why it happened. What I'm saying is that there is so much smoke and mirrors where things look a certain way and then they look that way and then they look that way, when actually they're that way, again. That we have to look at all possibilities. And if we're looking at the outcome, well, let's look at the outcome for Trump of that raid. Some stories from this week. Republicans saw Trump's end finally looming. Then the FBI gave his message a jolt of life. The FBI search of Donald Trump's home in Florida jolted life into his potentially flagging 2024 campaign for the Republican nomination for president. Once again, when the former president looked to be a weakened patient, the FBI showed up with a political uh, defibrillator to shock him upright. Republican political reaction to the FBI's move was imminently predictable. The idea of sending 20 or 30 agents to pick up a handful of documents seemed like overkill to pro-Trump and move on Republicans alike, only adding to Trump's narrative while also hurting Republican attempts to move past him. Another story. Experts say FBI Mar-a-Lago raid will help Trump. Political commentator Charles Ortel said Mar-a-Lago raid is a remember the Alamo moment that will pull the levers at the polls for Trump at the next election. Another one. In fact, the FBI's unprecedented raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago compound appears to have only further rallied the American people around the former president. Now, yes, there are morons working for the FBI. There are morons in the Justice Department. The Justice Secretary at the DOJ, the head of the DOJ, um, being one of them. But they're not all that stupid. There are people deeper, deeper in the swamp that knew exactly that that would be the outcome. So why did they do it? Now, like I say, I'm not saying this is why it was done, this is what happened. I'm saying that if we're going to be streetwise, we have to look at all possibilities and not just buy what we're told without question. And then you have um, the whole Russia hoax, where Trump was supposed to be working with Russia. It was obviously nonsense from the start. But of course, they pushed it and they pushed it and they pushed it. He's faced uh, impeachment hearings, all of it. And on the face of it, you can say, that's the deep state. They don't want Trump because he's one of us. Well, he's not, clearly. But look at the outcome. What happened in that 
period of the Trump presidency, because of all that stuff, Russia, etc., etc., is that there was a ready-made excuse for not doing what he got elected to do, which was a stream of things pushing back on the agenda, which he did not carry out. Now again, I'm not saying that is absolutely the reason for the Russia hoax and all that stuff. There'll be many different levels to it, depending on the level of the cult that you're looking at. But we shouldn't dismiss it either if we're looking at the truth. If we're looking for the truth, we need to look at all angles, all possibilities, and not just one, which seems the obvious one. They're trying to get rid of Trump. And uh, there was a guy who used to operate out of Chicago called Saul Alinsky, another ultra-Zionist, who wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. And it was a book about how you take a free society and you turn it into a communist one. And among, you won't be surprised, I'm sure, um, if you've been paying attention over the years, that people that were kind of uh, followers, if you like, of Alinsky included Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, and Barack Obama. But there was an interesting um, point that he made in that book, Rules for Radicals. He said, don't target faceless corporations, faceless bureaucracies. Pick one person, one person, and focus everything on them. So blame them for everything. Keep your propaganda simple, in other words, as the Nazis used to say. And what they've done with Trump, we can debate on how much he realized that was happening. But what they've done with Trump is they've made him that man. And I said before he came to the presidency, he's going to be used to divide America. And what has happened? So much of American politics now is down to, do you like Trump or do you hate Trump? It's divided America. And it's still going on. And this is a psychological game. A psychological game that involves dividing and ruling the population. That's why Black Lives Matter is funded by billionaires, to divide people on racial grounds. And Trump, along with Biden, symbolically in his case, is there to divide America on political grounds. And so people won't like what I've said. Well, many people won't like what I said. A lot of them will. But if we're going to be streetwise, we have to see beyond the storyline that we're being fed. And for me, and I've been saying this since 2016, Donald Trump is there 
to lead real pushbackers who don't want where the world's going, to lead those people to glorious failure, to lead those people over the cliff. And what happened on January the 6th and the appalling treatment of those people since is just a very high-profile, visible expression of what I mean. He's there to lead you over the cliff. He's got you to the edge. And if he runs for the presidency again, he'll take you over. There's only one reason why they won't release the camera footage. Because it obviously doesn't show what they say happened. The whole basis of the manipulation is to divide us and is to get us to judge each other, to hate each other, to envy each other, to compete with each other. It's to confuse people, especially the young, about their gender who weren't confused before. That's what it's about. A lot of people don't carry cash anymore, and they're not grabbing credit cards either. Instead, they're using their smartphones. A currency that wouldn't be cash, it would be merely electronic, for which there are fundamental implications for human freedom. The United States is preparing for a war against Russia through Ukraine and what they plan is to try to take Crimea back. The idea for this third world war is to involve Russia and China against the West. Stage one, you create a problem. It could be uh, a manufactured virus. You want a reaction, and you want them to either say, do something, or you want them to accept what the authorities suggest must be done. So one of the agendas is to massively cull the population. They want to reduce the numbers. <laughs> 